It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I hope you had a great weekend. Welcome in Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. It is Monday, February 19th. I'm not supposed to be here today. It's President's Day. That's a federal holiday. What are we doing? Dave, what are we doing here? This is crazy. I've worked in government for 35 years. This is a holiday, just like Columbus Day or what is now known as Indigenous Peoples Day, just like Martin Luther King's birthday. What am I? What are we, Juneteenth? I mean, this is a holiday. All right, I'm here. I missed a lot of days the last month or so with Bellarmine basketball, so I guess I owe them one. This is the this is a freebie. Welcome to the show. M&M Cartage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450, 384-1450 to join in on the conversation. Or you can hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Don't forget to stop by Thornton's for an icy cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction. All 32-ounce found drinks and smaller, only 89 cents. Yeah, 89 cents. I'm not lying here. So come in today, grab a fountain drink from Thornton's, and hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Fun weekend of college basketball. The system was 5-4. and four. Started out slow. I mean, really slow. 0-3, and, and I was going, man, it's maybe it's time to get rid of the system. Maybe it's time to look for another system, another way to win at gambling. If there was a true system, then we wouldn't be working for a living and they wouldn't be still building those big, huge, enormous casinos and hotels in Las Vegas and everywhere else now for that matter. So there's not really a system that is 100% accurate, but I like this one. It's simple. Home unranked teams against ranked opponents. And earlier in the year, most of this year, it has been profitable. It was profitable this weekend. Not a big profit. 5 and 4 is 5 and 4. It's not 9 and 0, oh, but it's better than losing. Big Al the Fish told me a long time ago. It's better than losing. Yesterday 2 and 0 oh, by the way. Ohio State fires their coach on Tuesday or Wednesday and beats Purdue on Sat on Sunday. 73-69. And look, Purdue was down double digits, came back and tied it, and I thought, oh, here we go. Purdue's going to beat him. I feel bad for this interim coach. I don't even know his name. He's young. His parents are in the stands in Columbus. But they did it. They win the game. They are now 15-11. I don't think they're going to uh, – Sniff the tournament, but win out. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Also, Florida Atlantic lost again. They are not going to be in the top 25 when it comes out today. The Cinderella from last year in the national championship game against UConn ranked 10th, I believe, earlier this season. And they lose to South Florida yesterday. South Florida is 19 and 5. They don't stink. But your Florida Atlantic. You're 20 and six now. You were 24th. When the poll comes out today, you're not going to be in it. 90 to 86. Those were the two winners yesterday in the system. One system game tonight. If Virginia's still ranked, and I think they will be, 
Virginia 21st in the country at Virginia Tech. Here's a good one for you. Vitek's 14 and 11. They are three and a half point favorites tonight at home against the Virginia Cavaliers. Tony Bennett, by the way, national champion coach, head coach of the Cavs, got his first technical in, I believe it's 10 years on uh, Saturday. Virginia beat Wake Forest 49 to 47. Oh, that must have been a fun one to watch. <sighs> but, um, yeah, there's your uh, Virginia Tech is your system play tonight, giving points at home against Virginia. Iowa State-Houston, good game tonight, 9 o'clock ESPN. 10th-ranked Cyclones, 20-5. and five. Nobody had them on their radar at the beginning of the year. Houston, 22-3, and three, ranked third, routed Texas this weekend. Houston's a nine-point favorite at home. That game is on ESPNU. Houston's ranked third in the country. They'll be ranked second when the poll comes out later today uh, because of Purdue's loss, and they can only get on the U. Kind of silly. That was a fun game to watch, actually. I mean, it wasn't a close game. Houston was um, by far the better club, but 82-61 over Texas. Houston can play. They got guards, which you need in the tournament. They play defense, which you need to do in the tournament. And um, they just they make it difficult on you to score. And when their guards are playing well and shooting well, they are all they're virtually unbeatable. Nobody's unbeatable, but they're close to unbeatable. There are a lot of teams when they play well, they play their game, they're unbeatable. Kentucky looked unbeatable Saturday. Uh all right, we'll talk cats, we'll talk cards, we'll talk Hoosiers. We'll talk NBA All-Star game. It went over the total, by the way. Over-under was 352 and a half. Wasn't even close. 397. They, I don't know what they do to fix the game. It is virtually unwatchable. I really tried. I really did. First play of the game, LeBron gets a rebound, goes coast to coast, and nobody came near him, and he goes in and dunks it. I, I don't know what we're doing here. The Steph Curry, uh, Sabrina Ionescu thing was cool. He beat her, but barely. The three-point shooting one-on-one between those two it was fun. It was, you know, well done. Uh, Jacob Toppin got robbed in the dunk contest. Didn't see a lot of that. Uh, I did watch Steph and Sabrina. That's the thing I said Friday. That's what I want to see. I want to see Steph Curry, Sabrina Ionescu, one-on-one, NBA versus WNBA here, um, shooting contest. It was great. It was great. Some of the young guys' game was uh, was Future Stars' game was fun. Oscar Shibway played well. Played okay. But the game itself last night, the buildup is fantastic. It's like a Super Bowl build. I think it was a three-hour pregame show. Adam Silver spoke about uh, a lot of issues in the NBA, including um, bringing in bringing new teams in, expansion. It's not going to be Louisville. I wish it was. I long for the days of the Kentucky Colonels. I was young, but I was there, and I remember. My mom had season tickets, so I went to a lot of games. Uh, it was great. Freedom Hall, old Freedom Hall. It was great. But Vegas is going to get a team. 
They are. They got a football team now. They got a baseball team now. They're going to get a. They got a hockey team. They're going to get a NBA team. They are. Should they? I don't know. But they will, and probably Seattle. Adam Silver said two or three teams in the near future, probably two. Nashville maybe will be the second closest place to Louisville for an NBA team after Indianapolis. Indianapolis did a great job rolling out the red carpet yesterday. But again, the game is just unwatchable. 211 to 186. The East wins it. 211 to 186. Damian Lillard for the winners had 39. He was the MVP. Jalen Brown of the Celtics had 36. Tyrese Halliburton of the Pacers had 32. Carl Anthony Towns had 50 for the West. Yeah, 50. The last minute and a half looked like a Carl Anthony dunk, Carl Anthony Towns dunk contest, solo dunk contest. Shea Gilgis Alexander was the second leading scorer on the West. He had 31. Kentucky players put up 115 points, 29 rebounds, 29 assists. I did that math all by myself. Julius Randle did not play, although he was elected to the All-Star team. They had six cats playing. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Devin Booker, Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Davis, Bam Adebayo, and Tyrese Maxey. And as Maxey mentioned in his pregame press conference earlier in the week, they should have, should have had more. De'Aaron Fox should have made the team. And that's probably true. Um, that's impressive. And, of course, you know who was there. It's only a two, two hours up the road. You know who was, was there, got a picture with most of the guys. I think he got a picture with all of the guys, actually, including uh, Tyler Eulis, who was there with him as well. So it's a recruiting advantage, I guess. Hey, look at all these guys in the, in the league, not only in the league, in the all-star game, making a billion dollars combined here, or whatever it is now. Come play for me, and this could be you. It's a wonderful recruiting tool. If you're a player, especially a, a guard, a point guard, who's looking for a school and you're one of the top players in the country, this is an unbelievable recruiting picture. The picture of Cal with all of his all-star players. It's, you know, give him credit. Still only has one title at Kentucky. Kentucky fan is so tired of hearing about La Familia, the billion dollars in contracts. How many All-Stars Kentucky has on the All-Star team? They're, they're tired of it. And if they lose to Auburn, I still think he goes. I still think he has the picture taken. But, man, that went over Auburn. It brought back Swaggy Cal. Brought him back. He was walking around on cloud nine at that all-star game last night. And he should have been. It's a great win. 70 to 59 was the final. Trey Mitchell didn't play out with the uh, shoulder injury. But they played defense. Kentucky won that game with, wait for it, 
defense, and toughness. Bruce Pearl, the Auburn coach, was not happy after the game with the lack of some of the calls. He was going to send some video to the SEC office because I think of a couple of elbows that were, uh, in his mind, elbows were thrown by Ugon Yenso. Now the replays and the announcers said, look, those are basketball plays. He didn't try to do it. He wasn't intentionally hitting anybody, but elbows were up. A couple guys caught him. Kentucky's now 18 and 7. Here's a number, and um, I read this, and I had to look, look it up to make sure it was true. Kentucky defensive efficiency in the country was ranked 126th before the Ole Miss game. They were ranked 103rd after the Ole Miss game before the Auburn game. They are now 81st in the country. That is a 45-spot jump in two games. They're playing well defensively, at least for the last two games. Well, at most for the last two games. They are. And if they can continue to improve on that end of the court, there is no reason to think they are going to be an easy out in the SEC or the NCAA tournament. No reason to think that. They haven't won with defense earlier in the year, and they lost because they couldn't defend against Gonzaga, against Tennessee. They did against Florida. They just gave up too many easy baskets. Didn't get the tough rebound. That didn't happen on the Plains on Saturday. Antonio Reeves had 22, which he always does. Adut the arrow was great. 14 points, 8 rebounds. Dillingham 11. Ugo had 7 points, 11 rebounds. Once again, Big Z played one minute. I think Aaron Bradshaw, three minutes. Onyenso's the guy. Didn't think it coming into the season. It was all about the freshman Bradshaw. Oh, my gosh, when is Big Z going to be eligible? No Trey Mitchell. Onyenso was a man. DJ Wagner had eight. Reed Shepard, four points, five rebounds, three assists, five steals. It's like a broken record. Kentucky held Auburn to 30.9% shooting. That'll win you a bunch of ball games, But they haven't done that this year. They did. 30.9. Auburn was 4 of 22 from three-point land. Kentucky was 4 of 13. And had I said to you before the game, Kentucky's going to make four three-pointers, you would have rushed to the nearing your nearest cell phone and got on your DraftKings app and bet on Auburn and gave the points. And I wouldn't have blamed you if I told you Kentucky was going to make four three-pointers. Bruce Pearl complained about the lack of calls. He did give Kentucky credit. I'll give him credit because he did say, look, they're tough. They played with toughness. They got after it. And nobody wants to see them in March. That's what he said. But he also whined about the officiating. Auburn shot 30 free throws. Kentucky shot 24. I don't know how you're whining about the officiating when those are the numbers. Nobody thought UK would out-rebound Auburn. 39-36. Does it carry over? 
because Cal is he's good at getting his team ready for that one game. He is. This was backs against the wall kind of game. You lost to Florida at home. You lost to Gonzaga at home. You lost to Tennessee at home. Yeah, you beat Vanderbilt. Who cares? Yeah, you beat Ole Miss but, ah, at home. They're they're they were overrated. What do you do at Auburn? What do you do at Tennessee on the last game of the year? But what do you do at Auburn? This was back against the wall. And they came out and they played unbelievable defense. Unbelievable defense. Now, Cal showed up at his post-game press conference. He always does when they win. And he said something that I had to go back and re- listen to it again. Don't get on my get off my players' back, basically, is what he's saying. Don't talk about the players. If you want to come after somebody, talk about me. Well, I got news for him. That's who we've been talking about. Nobody's bashing your players. Nobody's people have said this team does not play good defense. Well, that was just true. Nobody said DJ Wagner this or um Antonio Reeves that or Trey Mitchell or Dillingham or Shepard. Nobody said everybody's on Cal. And that's going to continue. Every time they lose, it's going to continue. Texture says, is it really an indictment on Cal that he has one title with 18-year-old talent against 22-year-olds in a single elimination tournament? Yes, it is on Cal. That's the point. That's the point. I understand it is a one-and-done tournament. And if Kentucky... If it was the best of five in every round, Kentucky would have more titles. No doubt about it. I I can give you three years right off the bat that they were probably the best team in the country and shoulda, coulda won. The undefeated team, that's an easy one. Wall and Boogie Cousins and uh, Patterson, that's an easy one. The year they lost to UConn in the championship game, they were the better team. So, yeah, it is on Cal. I know they're young. I know they're young. Guess what? 2012, they were young. There there was a special guy on that team named Anthony Davis. But that was a young team that had one senior, Darius Miller, coming off the bench, had a couple of sophomores that came back, Deron Lamb and Terrence Jones. But their best two players were freshmen. Anthony Davis, Michael Kidd, Gilchrist. Went 1-2 in the draft, if I recall. So, yeah, it's on Cal. All right, we'll take a break. UofL Pitt, not good. Indiana Northwestern, not good. And Rick Pitino has had it. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Spears for M&M Cardi. Did you see those trucks riding down the road with the... Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by M&M Cartage. John Spears in studio. M&M Cartage hotline's open. 384-1450 to join in on the conversation. 502-384-1450. Or you can hit me up on the Thornton's text line. 502-414-1450. ZZ Top for you. It is 27 past the hour. Okay. 
I'm not going to go back to my DJ days or forward to my DJ days. I've never been a DJ, so I don't know. Um, Daytona 500 washed out yesterday. They will go 4 o'clock on Fox today. I believe there's a women's basketball game at 2 o'clock, Illinois and Indiana on Fox. So uh, afternoon hoops today, uh, women's basketball, and then the Daytona 500, the um, only sport that has the championship game at the beginning of the season. I know they have the playoffs there at the end, but if you think NASCAR, Daytona 500 is it, right? 4 o'clock today. Hideki Matsui shot a 62 yesterday to win the Genesis Invitational. Came from, I think, six shots back of Patrick Cantlay to win it. Congratulations to Hideki. Shohei Otani will not play in the Dodgers uh, spring opener. He's still recovering from elbow surgery. Dave Roberts made that official yesterday. Um, spring training game one is Thursday. Dodgers Padres. Uh, Shohei, of course, signed that 10-year, $700 million contract uh, in the offseason. Lefty Drizel passed away. He was 92. Lefty Drizel, Hall of Famer, legendary coach for the Maryland Terrapins for all of those years. Um, he coached four college teams. He also is credited with being the creator of Midnight Madness, where your team practices at midnight, on the first official day that you can practice. Turn, you know, big if if it wasn't for Lefty Drizel, would there be Big Blue Madness or any of these other um overnight practices? College baseball this weekend, Kentucky went three and They swept South Carolina upstate. Louisville went 0-2, losses to Indiana State and Yukon, and then the uh third game against South Florida got rained out. And Indiana went 2-1 and one after losing to Duke. They did knock off 18th-ranked Coastal Carolina. So IU is now 2-1. and one. Kentucky will have a home game this week. Louisville, I know, plays Wednesday at Patterson Stadium. I'll talk more about that uh, in the next couple of days. Uh, I am going to talk about Rick Pitino. Uh, Mo from Middletown texted me. That Pitino rant was hilarious. It couldn't possibly be his fault that his team is losing games. It has to be everything else. Uh, it was fun. It was interesting. It was Rick being Rick. Right? It was just Rick being Rick, and we'll get to that. Uh, Pitt, 86, Louisville, 59. For the record, I bet a two-team money line parlay this weekend. $5 to pay 140 All they had to do was win. I took Kentucky with one half of that parlay. They won, and I had Louisville with the other half of that parlay. Not good. 86-59. Now, I didn't know Tyler Johnson wasn't going to play, although that would not have affected. You know, I was. it was a lottery ticket. Kentucky and Louisville winning on the same day as big underdogs. That's called a lottery ticket. That's all that was. Fun to do it. But uh, no Tyler Johnson, no Sky Clark. And, oh, by the way, no energy. No energy from this team whatsoever. They, I think they led it 14-13. to 13. Oh, my gosh. Blake Henson had 41 points for uh, Pitt. He averages just under 20. 14 of 24 from the field. 9 of 13 from deep. 4 out of 5 at the line. Hey, what happened on that free throw, Blake? You could have had 42. 
Caleb Glenn, 17 for the cards. Um, Trey White had 16 and 11. Mike James, 13. Huntley Hadfield had 12, but only three rebounds. The Louisville bench, ready for this one? And I know they're hurt. I get it. Trainers hurt. Evans, they're both out for the season. Clark is hurt. Tyler Johnson's hurt. I get it. The Louisville bench had one point, two rebounds, one assist. Yikes. Uh, card shot 44%, one of 12 from three. Thank you, Caleb Glenn, for making a three-pointer. And uh, Pitt was 15 of 31 from deep. You got to outscore 45 to three on three-pointers. You're not going to win many games. Doing, you're not going to win any games doing that. I'd love to see the box score for a team that got out, scored 45 to three from deep, but won the game. If there's one out there, please let me know. Please let me know. Louisville did hit 18 of 21 free throws while Pitt was only 9 of 11. 37-28 was the rebounding advantage for Pitt. And here's something Louisville has not done all year, turn the other team over. Pittsburgh had three turnovers. Three. UofL had 12. Pitt, by the way, is now tied for third. In the standings, uh, in the uh, ACC, which I'm surprised by. Actually, I take it back. They're tied for fourth. Carolina's twelve and three. Duke's eleven and three. Virginia's eleven and four. Then it's Pitt and Wake Forest and NC State, all eight and six. Cards are now three and twelve in league play. That puts them a game behind Georgia Tech. And a game and a half behind Notre Dame. Notre Dame comes to the Yum Center on Wednesday. Uh, by the way, up next for Kentucky, LSU on Wednesday. I, I was trying to mention this going to the break, and I forgot. If you want to be taken seriously as a contender, then you win at home against LSU, or at LSU, I should say. You win at LSU if you want to be taken seriously. You have to follow up a win. Look, this is a sandwich game coming up. This is a big-time sandwich game because you won the road game at Auburn. You have Alabama, who's tops in the league, coming into Rupp Arena on Saturday. LSU's a sandwich game. Guess what LSU just did this weekend? They won at South Carolina, another team, a team that romped Kentucky, just lambasted them. LSU won at South Carolina. LSU is not great. They're near 500 record. And if Kentucky wants to be Kentucky, wants to be considered being Kentucky, look, if you want a top four seed in any of these regions, you got you to win some games here. You got LSU Wednesday. It's, it's 9 o'clock, too. 9 o'clock. The Maravich Center is going to be rocking going to be a whole lot of purple and a whole lot of gold and they're going to be loud and they're going to be obnoxious and Auburn was loud and obnoxious that was okay you took care of business you got to do it again it's that simple Kentucky's remaining schedule is favorable very favorable 
Three road games, three home games. The road games are LSU, Mississippi State, and Tennessee. You're not beating Tennessee in, in Knoxville. Now, look, you were double-digit underdog last year in Knoxville and beat Tennessee. It's not going to happen a lot. Probably not going to happen this year. But you're better than LSU. You're better than Mississippi State. Home games are Alabama, Arkansas, and Vanderbilt. Well, you already beat Arkansas and Vanderbilt on the road fairly easily. And you got Alabama Saturday at home, CBS game. Kentucky, go five and one. There you go. Just go five and one. When I say just go five and one, it sure sounds simple, doesn't it? Lose that final game at Tennessee. You're 23 and eight going into the SEC tournament. And if you do any damage at all in the tournament, if you don't bow out early, you're probably a top four. You're probably a four, maybe a five in the NCAA tournament. So there you go. That's that's the uh, road you have now. And it starts at LSU on Wednesday night. you got, you got to win that game. If you want to be taken seriously, you got to win that game. Louisville, on the other hand, <laughs> you got five games left, Cards. I know. We did this last year, didn't we? We did it last year. The when is it going to be over feeling? When can we move on with our lives? Now, a lot of fans already have. They're not even paying attention. They're not even paying attention. They just want to know who the next coach is going to be. And it is a legitimate question. Two weeks ago, I said, well, you know, if if the cards can get on some kind of a run here, fill in the blank. You know, if they can just... Win a few games. Maybe Kenny saves his job. Maybe they'll bring him, give him a third year here. And they were winnable games. Florida State, cards put up a Hunsky, 101. You go to Syracuse, you lose by two late, very late. Georgia Tech comes in, 12-point win. But then you go to Boston College and blow an eight-point halftime lead. You go to you go to Pitt and get routed. It doesn't matter now. Now it doesn't matter. I don't think it mattered before those games. I mean, let's be honest here. But now it really, really doesn't matter. You finish with four of five at home if you're Kenny Payne. Starting with Notre Dame on Wednesday. Syracuse at home. Virginia Tech at home. Boston College at home. Dare I say those are all winnable games? Now, look, if Tyler Johnson and Sky Clark are both unavailable and you don't have a point guard, they're probably not winnable games. Let's be honest about it. The only road game you have left is a Duke. You're not going to win that one. So go two and three. That's it. That's all I'm asking. Go two and three. Win two of the four home games, and I don't care who they're against. Notre Dame's got four wins in the league. Georgia Tech, or excuse me, Virginia Tech. Boston College, who you had down eight at their place at halftime and then spit the bit in horse racing terms. Syracuse, you lost at Syracuse on a buzzer beater, basically. A goaltend that wasn't. 
Those are winnable games. Win two of the four. That's it. Get to 10 wins. I know it doesn't mean a whole lot, but 10 wins is double digits. Nine wins is not. It's putting lipstick on a pig. That's all it's doing. But let's go ahead and put that lipstick on the pig. Let's win 10 games. That's all. All right, let's take a break. I, I got to clean my palate after I talk about Louisville basketball. We'll talk about Indiana basketball. That's not much more fun to talk about either. And the Rick Patino implosion, Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. John Spears for M&M Cardi. Did you see those trucks riding down the road with the M&M? Okay, 3305 Preston Highway. Got a question? You can call them at 456-2220. Consolidated Tire and Auto Care, Total Car Care, and the best brake job in town. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by M&M Cartage. John Spears in studio. Final segment on this Monday. M&M Cartage Hotline open, 384-1450. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, 384-1450. Thorne's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Get your text in to that number. Breaking news out of the NBA, the Brooklyn Nets have dismissed head coach Jacques Vaughn. You may remember him as the former Kansas Jayhawk point guard. They did it this morning. I don't know why you don't do it before the All-Star game. It gives you a few extra days here. Now, the NBA does not ramp back up until Thursday. I don't think the Nets play till Friday. So they got four days to – I'm going to assume they're just going to jump to an interim coach. The Nets aren't going anywhere this year. But Jacques Vaughn has uh, been dismissed by the ownership and front office of the Brooklyn Nets. So there you go. That's your uh, – NBA update. All right. Uh, let's do IU first because the Rick Patino thing is just, just funny. It's just funny. Um, Northwestern 76, Indiana 72. Nothing funny about that. No Ty Berry for Northwestern, one of their best players uh, out with an injury, but the Wildcats were still able to come into Assembly Hall and knock off the Hoosiers. They basically led the entire game. Uh, the, the score does not indicate how easily Northwestern won this game. They're now 18 and eight, nine and six in the big 10. IU falls to 14 and 11 with six games to play six and eight in conference play. Now there is an avenue to the tournament. You got six games left. You got to win probably six, but at least five, you got to go five and one, get to 19 and 12, and then do a little damage in the uh, Big Ten tournament. If you win five of the next six, that will make you 11-9 and nine in Big Ten play. That is usually enough, usually enough to get you in. It's a weird year, though. It's a weird year because there is so much parity that I think quad one wins will make a little more of a difference. Quad four losses will be, looked up, will be frowned upon big time. And your non-conference schedule, strength of schedule, strength of opponent's schedule, that's going to be big because there are going to be so many teams, I believe, vying for those 
last four in spots. Um, it wasn't Khalil. I mean, and by the way, is Woody's seat hot? Is it tepid? Is it lukewarm? Is it not hot at all? I mean, conventional wisdom says, yeah, he'll be back. Sure. And I argued with Scooter about this, and I'll probably argue with him tomorrow about it as well. Mike Woodson, I don't know if he's the problem. Now, the problem is, and I heard um, somebody talking about this on Matt's show today, the problem is they when they've gotten to the tournament under Mike Woodson, they beat a, a, a Mid-American Conference team. That's it. That's it. They fizzle out quickly, very quickly. And the fan base is A, unhappy, B, impatient. That's not a good combination. That's not a good combination. They're unhappy and impatient. Khalil Ware had 22 and 16 yesterday. He's not the problem. I said this uh, earlier this month. You lost Trace Jackson Davis and you lost Jalen Hood Shafino after one season. It wasn't going to be better. Khalil Ware has been terrific when he's been healthy. And Baco has been inconsistent, although he had 20 yesterday. Renew has been inconsistent. He had nine points and five rebounds. TJD is not walking through that door. The bench for Indiana yesterday, it was better than Louisville's bench, but still six points, six rebounds, three assists. Xavier Johnson, there is no timetable on his return. I don't know if it matters anyway. How warm is Mike Woodson's seat? I don't know the answer. I'm going to guess it's warm. But I said two weeks ago, three weeks ago, yeah, he gets a fourth year. Sure he does. Scooter will argue with me on that. We'll, we'll, we'll touch upon that more tomorrow. Indiana shot 50.9%. Northwestern shot 35.4. How does that happen? How do you lose that game? Well, I'll tell you how, because uh, I have the numbers right here in front of me. Field goal attempts, Northwestern 65, Indiana 53. 12 more field goal attempts Northwestern had. Why? Because Northwestern had 12 offensive rebounds. Indiana only had five. Second chance points. Huge. Northwestern hit eight threes, Indiana six. Northwestern outscored Indiana about 10 at the foul line, 22 to 12. The rebounds were even, but again, turnovers. Indiana only had 11. That is, I think if you're Mike Woodson, you're okay with that but they didn't turn the other team over. That's Louisville's problem as well. Northwestern had three turnovers. That's it. That shows lack of aggression on defense. And it's, you know, turnovers are 
a double-edged stat because you're either playing bad offensively when you turn the ball over or the other team is making you turn the ball over. If you walk, it's a dead ball turnover. If you have a 10-second violation in the backcourt, that's a dead ball turnover. Three seconds in the lane, dead ball turnover. Offensive foul, dead ball turnover. What kills you? Live ball turnovers. Northwestern had 11 points off turnovers. Indiana had zero. And they won by four. That means they got steals. You threw the ball away in the open court. Block shots, live ball turnovers. Not a travel, not an offensive foul, not a pass out of bounds, live ball turnovers. I've, I've heard coaches tell me a million times, I will take a 10-second backcourt violation over a bad pass out of the backcourt that's intercepted 100 times out of 100. And Indiana has trouble with that. You shoot 51% to 35, and you lose the game. Now you got Nebraska on Wednesday. It's a revenge game for Indiana. The Huskers, if you remember that game in in Lincoln, 86-70, to 70, and they were celebrating, man. Fred Hoiberg's team was celebrating. 8.30 Wednesday, Big Ten Network, late start in Assembly Hall, revenge game for the Hoosiers. Revenge game. Trey Galloway's got to play better. Renew's got to play better. Indiana's in trouble if only two guys play well. They got to get three or four to play well. Ware and Mbako, Ware played great. Mbako played pretty good, pretty well. But Renew, not good. Um, Malik was four of nine from the field, fouled out, only played 24 minutes because of foul trouble. He can't do that. He's got to be on the floor. Indiana has six games left on the schedule. Three home, three on the road. Home games are Nebraska, Wisconsin, Michigan State. I always give Indiana a chance to win at home, last night notwithstanding. They had Kansas beat, lost that game. Uh, They always play better in Assembly Hall. Not always. Obviously, last night they did not. But Indiana plays better at home than they do on the road. Most teams do. Indiana seems to be a wider gap than most teams. Nebraska, Wisconsin, Michigan State, none of those games at home are unwinnable. They're winnable. And your road games are Penn State, Maryland, and Minnesota. So Purdue's not on that list. Iowa's not on that list. Penn State beat you in Bloomington. That's a revenge game on the road. Maryland on the road. Minnesota on the road. Again, win one of them. Just win one. I know I'm asking for five and one. I think we're going to get three and three. Based on everything we've seen out of this Indiana team, I think we're going to get three and three. I don't know which games are going to win, and I don't know which games are going to lose. And that's why I don't bet on or against Indiana, because I have no idea what I'm going to get. They are a Forrest Gump box of chocolates. I've got no clue. If they do go 3-3, three and three, they're 17-14 and 14 on the year, and they have to make a really strong run in the Big Ten tournament if they want to get into the NCAA tournament because they would also be 9-11 and 11 
in Big Ten play. But win four. Get to 10-10 and 10 in Big Ten play. Or go 5-1, and one, like I said at the top here. Go 5-1. and one, Put it together. It happens. Teams go on runs at the end of the season all the time. It feels like Kentucky could go on one of those runs if they win at LSU. It does. That was a quad one win at Auburn that is going to improve their resume exponentially. They went, they moved up 45 spots in two games on defensive efficiency numbers. So, Indiana, turn it up. That's all. Turn it up. All right, Rick Pitino and his St. John's Red Storm lost uh, against Seton Hall yesterday, 68-62. They were up 19, was St. John's. And Rick Pitino's postgame presser, if you haven't watched it, do yourself a favor. It is unlike the season that he's having, it was enjoyable. The press conference was enjoyable. He called it the most unenjoyable season of his coaching career. Even when he was with the Celtics, even when they were losing in Boston, he had it was much more enjoyable than this season. He blamed his guys' lack of lateral movement. They can't guard. They foul when they try to guard. This guy does this wrong. This guy does this wrong. And look, it's not their fault. We got a late start. We had to take what we could get in the portal. I took some of these guys without even seeing them play. But we're slow-footed, we uh, can't guard, and we take the first shot we can get, whether it's a good shot or not. He went nuts on his team yesterday. Hey, wait a minute. Hold on, Mo from Middletown. He sounds like maybe he's looking for another job. Uh Uh-oh. Would they? Could they? They brought Bobby Petrino back. It rhymes with Patino. Do they dare? I mean, Bill Self didn't get fired, and Kansas made it through. Uh, Sean Miller didn't get fired, at least not at the beginning. Arizona made it okay. Those are top five teams right now. Should have never fired Rick. Should have never fired him. Louisville's the only team from that Adidas scandal that cleaned house. Nobody else did, and they're doing just fine. Kansas is doing just fine. Arizona is doing just fine. Oklahoma State stinks, but they're doing okay. They beat BYU this weekend. This is incredible. You know what? If we hadn't fired, oh, if we just kept him and Tom around, bring him back. I'm starting the movement right here, right now. Bring back Rick. He wants out of New York. I thought he loved New York. He wants, oh, it's not St. John's fault. He did say that. It's not St. John's fault. I knew we weren't going to be good this year, no matter what. We got too late of a start in the portal and, and getting my team together, getting ready for the season. It was just too late of a start. He has already said early in the year, that the facilities need a huge upgrade at St. John's. They're terrible, I believe he said. Bring him back. Kenny, go back to Kentucky and coach. Be assistant. Rick, come on back to Louisville. 
Tony Burke joins me in studio tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Axe.